Hello and welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Rob Grabeau is an actor, director, writer, entrepreneur, and more. In his new movie, The Year of the Dog, his leading character is a man who is struggling with alcoholism and addiction. After meeting an Alaskan Husky, the dog is able to help him work towards sobriety while building trust and an emotional bond. The movie is inspired by a true story told to Rob, as well as his own experiences growing up in Alaska with the people he knows in some of his own stories. While dogs are helpful to everyone, those struggling with addiction can really yield the benefits of a canine companion. Rob, thank you for joining us today on Dog Save the People. Where are we speaking to you from? Currently, I am in Bozeman, Montana. And is that where you're from originally? So I was born in Jackson, Wyoming, and then basically from nine months old until 16, I was in Alaska. But my mom's family is from the Bozeman, Montana area. Beautiful. Just north of Yellowstone. Now, Rob, growing up, did you have dogs? And if so, what type of dogs did you have? We had three Newfoundlands growing up, super loving, super gentle. I just felt safe. The dog I felt closest to in my childhood was my Newfoundland named Basil. When I was 12, they found a small growth on his paw. Mm -hmm. So we took him to the vet in Alaska. And I remember on our drive, for some reason, my mom allowed him to be in the passenger seat in the front with me. He put his paws up on my shoulders like he was giving me a hug. It was one of my favorite memories ever. But when we got to the vet, he passed away. And that was one of those really hard things for me as a kid to process that. I'm sorry about that, Rob. It's like with any of those experiences, it's an interesting thing to hold both the difficult part of it and then also the kind of miraculous loving part of it. And there's some place where that loving hug for me lives on. That place is always accessible and there's something beautiful in that too. Oh gosh, absolutely. So my dog's name is Hug. He got his name from a seven-year-old boy who said everybody needs more hugs. I get it. Those big paws up on your shoulders. And there's something magical about Newfoundlands. And I have a Bernese Mountain Dog. And to me, they're distant cousins, but they have that same kind of vibe, that big, gentle giant, but also very protective. That's exactly right. And I consider Newfoundlands, Great Pyrenees, Bernese Mountain Dogs, St. Bernard's are all of the same sort of family. And, you know, as a kid, we moved around a lot. Our Newfoundlands and our dogs were a kind of source of consistency and safety for me. Their ability to kind of strike that balance of being both protective and completely open and loving is a pretty amazing thing. Beautiful. I love that. Now, let's talk about the year of the dog. Can you tell me a little bit about how this film came into being? I grew up, as mentioned, in Alaska. And one of the villages I grew up in was a village called Takatna. had 42 people, and it was about 300 miles from any road, and it was right along the Iditarod Trail. Mushers would come through there. When I got to Montana, I went on a mushing trip with a gentleman, and he was struggling to stay sober and struggling with addiction. We got to talking, and he shared that the reason he stayed sober was because of his relationship with one of his dogs. And I got home and I started reflecting on my own upbringing along the Iditarod and mushing and Alaskan Huskies. And then all the other stories in the film are pulled from my own experiences. People I knew who struggled with addiction, dogs that I knew growing up. There's a story about a Newfoundland and 
that's a true story from my experience. And I wanted to find a story that could explore the theme of connection. There's something like 150 million dog owners in the United States. It was a story that could have the potential to resonate. Rob, from your point of view and from the people that you know in sobriety or struggling with addiction, what are some particular ways that you think dogs are uniquely helpful for people who are in that journey? The ability to have a dog attuned to us and meet us where we are at is incredible because I think a lot of people in addiction and recovery often will not have that necessarily in their lives. At least that was my experience growing up. Dogs are also a wonderful reminder about what it is to be in the present moment. Yes. Because they are relating to what is happening in front of them. And it provides a guidepost in a way. And I think it's a beautiful thing for anyone, not just in recovery or addiction, but in suffering to get reminded about that. And then the power of the warmth that comes from feeling a love. Whatever the visceral, physical quality of that experience is, reminds us and our nervous system just hits in a very deep level as a little reminder of some kind of possibility that could exist that is different than the subjective experience of suffering that we may be having. I agree with you. And I know that for me, when I was struggling with addiction, with alcoholism, I would turn to alcohol for different reasons. I wanted to feel a certain way. I wanted to escape or I wanted to celebrate, but there was always reason behind it, but it always ended up bad. And I would look at my dogs who just, again, they were living in the moment, total joy. I want what they're having. I want to live a life where I'm just finding joy and a natural high from just being alive and being in the moment. And I, again, I feel like dogs have so much to teach us. People in my life who have struggled with addiction, they get misunderstood, I believe, a mm -hmm. lot of times. When we're suffering, sometimes it's hard for people to see that. And if they don't see it, they have a hard time relating to it. We don't express our emotional pain in a way that's vulnerable necessarily and accessible to people. And so they don't know how to react to it. And so one of the themes of the film, there's a line that talks about, if I had a broken bone or something visible, I think people would be less critical. But when you have a broken spirit, a lot of times the support is minimal because people don't necessarily know where you're at. And when people misunderstand, they can tend to pull away. And with dogs, we get an incremental chance to also then rebuild and remind ourselves what it is to be in connection and in relationship. It conditions us in a way to be able to keep ourselves open despite generally an incredible sensitivity and sometimes a lot of pain. Just this idea of talking about addiction, the cure for addiction is understanding that you're not alone. My dogs are a huge part of that for me. To create a film around addiction, recovery, and then to have a dog as one of the main characters, to me, it's such a win-win and such a poignant concept. So Rob, what was it like creating a film and having a dog as one of the main characters? They give this advice to actors. You should never work with children or dogs <laughs> because they are completely spontaneous. Yes. So if you're an actor and you come in with some idea about how things are supposed to go, you have got to be able to let that go immediately if you're working with animals or kids. So in this case, Caleb, the hero dog, he was a rescue and he had about eight weeks of positive reinforcement training before coming to set. This was my first leading role in a feature film, so I was also new to it in ways. Mm -hmm. 
there were a lot of interesting challenges in that, but it was wonderful because it allowed for a more creative process generally working with Caleb because he would do what he wanted. And I would just have to negotiate and work with that. We just learned together. And what was happening in real life was appropriate for what was happening for the characters in the film. My character is learning what it is like to attune and care for a dog. And in that, also learning to care for himself. Meanwhile, the dog has his own life. And it's not something my character can control. And he is forced to just engage with the dog as well, where the dog is at. It was a wonderful meeting of art paralleling life in a lot of ways, because Caleb and I were also getting to know each other. I bet, yes, you have this on-screen and off-screen relationship. Now, how did you come up with the name Yupik? In Alaska, one of the native communities I lived in was a Yupik community. Yupik means coming into oneself. Mm. Yupik, the dog in this case, embodied that, and it provided a guidepost for Matt as well to learn what it is to come into himself while being in relationship to Yupik. It touches so many points in my life, and some of the things that were mentioned, the main character, Matt, says, I need this, when he's talking about having Yupik in his life and the advice of other people in sobriety, because people in sobriety are like, don't have a relationship, don't move, don't do anything new, don't do anything that would upset the apple cart. And bringing a dog into one's life could be that. But he mentions, I need this. I love that you said that, Matt, saying that because he was worried could lead to relapse, the stress of it. And Matt was also learning to trust himself in a way as well. Another important theme is the theme of repair. There's always a way to build on the thing that had happened before. That relationship between Matt and Yupik is something that allows both of them to really heal. That human-dog connection, that heart connection, we're all suffering because that's part of the human nature. They help to alleviate that in such a profound and natural way. There are just so many layers to why dogs are a positive influence for any of us dealing with anything difficult. Absolutely. In the prep for this film, I read about a burial site they discovered going back to 12,000 BC, there was a human and dog skeleton found together. So I think that we're coming by this conversation very earnestly with some historical rooting, and I think that's wonderful. Wow, that's incredible. And they have so much to teach us, and we have. We've evolved alongside each other for so long. And it's such a unique relationship that just continues to inspire me. And I love that you've created a story built around those ideas. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thrilled to speak to you. I'm very excited about the year of the dog that you wrote, directed, and acted in, Triple Threat. (laughs) Thank you. For those of you who are interested in watching the film, you can go to theyearofthedogmovie.com to stay up to date with information around its release in theaters and on digital. I can't wait to see Caleb on the silver screen. Thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to speak with Rob, and I really identified with his story and the idea of this movie. I'm someone who has struggled with addiction myself, and similar to his character, and as someone who's also felt inspiration and drive to stay sober for my own dogs, there's really something about living with them and seeing how they approach the world and see the beauty in everything that has just kept me so inspired And it makes me really want to stay sober for them. 
every day I have with them is such a gift. And I think that we sometimes take that for granted. And it's really important not to get too lost in the future or in the past and really stay in the moment, in the present. And that's where our dogs live. And it's such a gift and something that they can really teach us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by, as it should be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. Special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also find show merch in our online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address bark at dogsavethepeople.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you.